up in sunny California with the palm trees, me and my G's ride. Candy paint up on a whipping, we be tripping, and you know we high. Hitting corners in a benzo, blowing in dough out the window. Blah! Seen a hater on the corner, run up on ya, he's a goner. Like, nigga, is you okay? Nigga, is you okay? He ain't okay, nigga. He's been hit by a street general. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. See, that's the. these are the type of experiences Why? that... These are the type of experiences to me that men need to share because niggas need to start looking at those type of things and niggas need to start exchanging notes. But I think that we've gotten to the point in in our era for sure that we've all just come to the general conclusion that women are not sugar and spice. That's really all that matters. If you're not second guessing a chick, you wild. Like if a chick goes four or five days without talking to me, I know that she was entertaining some other guy, even if I'm wrong. That's too bad. That's, that's she was approach. entertaining some other guy. Yeah. Am I mad? No, but don't come over here thinking that you finna give me no diseases or some shit like that. Like straight up, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a size you up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a see what you on. And if if we on that level, one that's one thing. But for the most part, I don't see how niggas be trusting these hoes. Like they, like they said in the group chat, <laughs> and say I never trusted them to start with. I was like, bro, you you got a point there though. Uh, you got a fucking point there. I, I only trust you as far as I can throw you and y'all some big bitches right now. Dog. And that was one thing I was gonna get into on the show because I seen this tweet. And I'm just like, man, like I know it, it's gonna be triggering, but it's some real shit. Let me see if I can find it, bro. Like cause that shit, like, it made me laugh, but it also made me sad at the same time. Cause I'm just sitting here like it said, um, you know it's really unattractive when girls who are not pregnant with your kid can eat as much as you, even if she's still thin. Something something masculine about overeating. And I'm just like, damn. That's really like that's some shit that has grossed me out before. Like I actually I may tease women sometimes about not finishing their food, but I actually appreciate that sometimes. It's like less disgusting to view. Because Glenn, you know, I got why are you scraping yeah, this plate? Yeah, like that's not something Last that you time you ate. I'm cool with the dancing and shit when you get your food and all that, but it's like we already gotta accept the fact that a lot of y'all are bigger than us. Like that's that shit, y'all bigger than us and y'all not even pregnant. Like that's fucking wild, bro. Like that's some that's some that's some shit that our forefathers would be looking at, like, man, you you de- you dealing with that big wildebeest? Like, that's that's crazy, dog. And like they looking at us, they're giving us a side eye because you know, not all of us, but a nice majority of us, like, we have we, we have this desire to at least still look athletic, still be able to fit in certain clothes. Like, we're not embracing body positivity like that. Like, that shit, like, we, I, and I keep saying this, most dudes that are big and happy, they probably big and happy because they got money. Niggas can, it's easy for a nigga to be big and happy with money. 
You could be Rick Ross. You could be DJ Khaled. You it's could dress flyer. You could do all this stuff, and, and you, you you could reflect the money in your attire. Because we know that our leverage in the dating market is just different. It's just different. The variables that make us more that make us more valuable are just different. Like big dudes are still capable of getting women, especially when they got bread, they could dress, they got a nice car, and they you know they're presentable. I mean, yeah, it's possible for women, but in that in that regard, it's harder because look what you're competing up against. What you're competing with, there are women that are smaller than you that have that. See, if it's a big dude and a small dude, and they got the same type of you know swagger, charisma, and all that stuff, then then it's just gonna come down to straight up preference. But with men, if y'all the if y'all the same, that big woman's getting skipped ninety percent of the time. It's just reality. It's just reality. Lizzo's getting skipped 90% of the time. Yeah. There's, there's 10% of niggas out there that's going to pick her. Yeah, they're the they're niggas that fetish that shit. That fetish that shit. Like, damn, she she she, she do going to have these big titties. I love big titties. I, big titties come with a big bitch. That's one thing, though. I'd hate to be a big bitch and have little titties. I think we talked about this before. But anyways. I done seen it. It's, bro, that shit's got to suck. <laughs> That shit's gotta suck. Just be small titties, big back. Big back. <laughs> all back and no titties. You just all stomach and jaws. Like, god damn. That's tough, man. Talk about hitting the genetic lottery and then getting genetically bankrupt. <sighs> a lot of them, they, they, a lot of them are gluttonous, though. They eat themselves into that life from what I've witnessed. Because I've seen some of their mamas, and I'm like, man, some of y'all mamas not even that big. So y'all did something wrong. Y'all got carried away. You got carried away. You got caught up in the life. Like, like why are you bigger than your mother? <laughs> that shit wild. Y'all 25 years apart, and you bigger than your mom. Like, you're not a man. Like, I expect my son to be bigger than me. Like, he's taller than me. He's probably, you know, if, if, if he really put the work in, he'll be, he'll be bigger than me. And he you gonna know, slide your whole ass too, boy. <laughs> I ain't call my camera off for that foolish. No, 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 You better hope you get that old man strength. Look, man. I just gonna slide your whole ass. You gonna say some slick shit to him one day. <laughs> boy. He's gonna have it up to here with your fool. <laughs> <laughs> I throw that nigga off the balcony. <laughs> I'll find out really quick. Really oh, quick. Oh, shit, boy. That's why I stay in there, man. I can't. I, shit. I can't be fucking around. I've been slacking lately because I've been running so much. But I still feel pretty good. But I know I know that after my, my, my this, I got a, got a lot of basketball. I've been be hooping a lot, man. And it's like, it's funny because I catch myself psychologically drifting between who I am as a player. But it's like I realize, like when I'm playing with older, I'm pretty sure I told you before. When I play with older dudes that are more arrogant, and you can't tell them shit about the game, I just usually just like fall back and be like, "I'm gonna see what y'all niggas gonna do. Y'all right. niggas got we'll it. Take. Can't tell y'all niggas shit." But the young niggas, you know, even though they play the game a little wild, they still have more respect for the fact. Okay, he older, he moving a certain pace. You know, I'm gonna let him lead. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just automatic. The seniority is there. Not all the time, but it's just easier. But with a bunch of old black niggas, especially niggas that done played ball, you can't tell them niggas nothing. 
And I just be like, hey, man, y'all got it. I know my role. Y'all got it, dog. Y'all fucking got it. <laughs> you, you the OG right right now. You got it. You and, got I, and, it. I, and at the end of the day, I know that I just, the my, my I've always had a certain feel of the game. It's just that the, the mechanics and the, the skill set when I was there, but I always had an understanding of the game. It's just that a lot of people don't really grasp the psychological part of basketball. And a lot of that comes with repetition, confidence, so on and so forth. But a lot of that shit is mental, bro. And once once you can get your mental to align with the physical, that's how you become Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and so on and so forth. A lot of people just don't, they don't master that. Some people only master one side. A lot of people, niggas we grew up with that didn't make it any further than probably playing overseas, them niggas only mastered the physical. A lot yeah. of them niggas was raw talent. They mastered physical. And a lot of them didn't have a conscience. That's where, that's where a lot of niggas are successful. They don't have no conscience on the court. They just kill us. But they're not smart. And, and you, need that, you need that mentality as you age. You're not going to be the most athletic guy on the court forever. Nope. A lot of niggas, man, I hope with a lot of niggas that be trying to re- relive that glory day and not just be laughing in the back of my head because it's like, I mean, it's, what's the point? You know, we're going to win or we're going we gonna to win or we're going to lose, bro. And when we win, whether we win or lose, we ain't getting no million dollar contracts. We not, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> bragging rights. There's no official record going on. It's just... Yeah, it's just niggas like, it's, you know, when the league, I mean, you know, they, they keep stats and it's, it's a big deal. Niggas really feel good. Like we got niggas coming in. They got, they got some names coming in, but it's just like, y'all just doing a bunch of meat, a bunch of meat riding and, and clout chasing. It's like, bro, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel good every time I get a win because everybody look at us like, oh, these niggas really just some, you know, they some, uh, you know, like they B-teamers, but it's like, shit, nigga, we getting to the playoffs, nigga, we got winning records, nigga, we beating y'all, we doing something right. But anyways, man. I think, I, you remember that video I sent you about that guy where he's like, you know, you only need these three exercises to really um, work out your work out your back and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I started getting into his page and going through his shit and looking at it, and I was like, oh, okay. These, this, this uncomplicates working out for me. This uncomplicates lifting for me. If I know I'm going, hey, I'm finna go do back, and I'm finna do, I'm finna do back and shoulders. All right, here's three exercises for back. Here's three for shoulders, and it just makes it so easy. That's like, okay, yeah, I'm. This is what I'm gonna do today. I know I got these six different lifts I'm gonna do. Mix that with some cardio, and I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna give me about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, and I'm be out. Look, man, a lot of shit that we've learned in the 21st century is just. To be honest with you, it's dangerous, it's risky, and it's pointless. It's unnecessary. Whatever synonym you can think of, that's what it is. Um, Working out is very simple. And it's so simple that it's hard. Because the the hard part about it is the consistency. But the actual mechanics of it and the actual routines are... Do do you understand what people have access to in a prison? Well, in, in a, you know, I don't know about a modern prison. I've I've worked in a prison before, sir. I know what they. Yeah, got. Okay, exactly. So they, they don't got Not a much. bunch of Not CrossFit much. shit in there, like all this retarded stuff. So, you know, when I when I try to just simplify stuff, specifically to women, when I try to simplify stuff to them, they think I'm crazy because what I've come to realize is in this modern world current society 
if it's not trending, if it's not popular, it's not on TikTok, it's not being pumped to you to the algorithm, a lot of people tend to think that that stuff is right. When they fail to realize that that shit is only right for a certain number of people. But the basics are right for everybody. Just the straight up truth. Pull-ups, everybody can benefit from pull-ups. Going for a jog, everybody can benefit from going for a jog. You know, um, Smith, Smith machines, social media made Smith machines uh, uncool. But the reality is a Smith machine is safe. A yeah. Smith machine, you're still gonna have to, you're still gonna have to exert a certain amount of power to do the exercise. So shitting on a Smith machine is dumb because that's how a lot of people make it through, make it back to. They go through therapy. A lot of times they get hurt, and they gotta go to the Smith machine route in order to get back to being able to do just a free weight squat. You know what I'm saying? But basic compound exercise. I'm gonna say it till I'm dead and buried. Basic compound exercises. You and, and you don't have to do isolated days like that shit is all social <laughs> media culture you go in there and you have a leg day and you kill legs like a lot of y'all just hurting y'all now going, you can't walk the next day so how yeah. are you gonna go do anything else now you gotta take two days off yeah it's, that's stupid because the bigger body parts that you isolate specifically if you do legs and you do back legs and back are pretty big think about how big your back is you know Damn, you calling me fat god damn. <laughs> You <laughs> called me a big back bitch in here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us out here running around with these big backs, dog. It's because you know, of the shoulders. It's, yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. I know. Look, I know. Backs and legs, dog. You isolate that shit. You hit it hard enough for forty-five minutes, dog. You gonna put yourself. You gotta rest the next day. So why not just split your workouts? Like just do what you were taught when you were growing up. You could do full body workouts four to five times a week. One of my favorite strategies is to just work my way down. I may, if it depending on the type of day it is. I'm not gonna say I don't do isolated days, depending on how I feel. But for the most part, if I'm working out with somebody, I'm gonna do a full routine. We're gonna start from shoulders and we're gonna work our way down the legs. Like it's not. Why, why are we complicating things? Why are we complicating something that's simple? And that's that's why I was looking like because he said, you know, you need a variation of this, and then so. For, for instance, like you like you say, you know, everybody can benefit from a pull-up. All right, cool. If I can't do a pull-up, let, let me do some lat pull-downs. Let me do some lat pull-downs as close to my body weight as I can. And once I can get those locked down, I can probably start doing pull-ups. Like yeah. it's just it's just you you like you said, it's the it's the overcomplicate overcomplication. Like these this is a simple you can do it simply here. If you want to do something more creative and wild, yeah, go for it. But you're still doing the basic workout at the end of the day. You're doing a basic workout, but once again, you're risking injury yeah. because you out here doing a push up with a sofa on your back. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing a pull up with a bike strapped to you? You don't have to do those type of things. That's all meant to get clicks. You do the basic pull up. And like you said, I mean, you could do a, you could do the assisted pull ups. Once again, you could do you could use a Smith machine to do bench press and do squat. Stop risking your health to try to expedite something that's going to take the, somebody with normal genetics you're probably not going to start seeing a real transformation for like five or six months of consistency and within those five or six months you're going to see things but it's a lot of it's really just going to be confidence building and you feeling better about how you look people don't talk about the psychological stages of of losing weight and gaining muscle like they don't talk about that process because that's why people get a slight pump they be staring in the mirror they feeling good about themselves 
that's the endorphins, man. Like you feeling good about yourself. Now you want to look in the mirror. Now you want to put these clothes on. You feel better about these clothes. And a lot of times you probably only lost 13 ounces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you just feel good. You feel better. That's it. And that's why people work out. It's literally, it's, it's one of the oldest therapies known to men. Yeah, they want y'all sitting in these couches, on these couches. Yeah, they want to pump y'all full of drugs because Big Pharma runs America now. And that's been pretty much prevalent for the last three or four years. And as I'm saying all this shit, Big Pharma deep in the, in the bodybuilding game. We all know that. They trying to find all kind of corners to cut to get motherfuckers on steroids. And they don't want to talk about the adverse effects that the steroids are going to have on a similar, uh, on, on certain people five or ten years down the line, specifically women. Uh, you know, and I keep saying specifically women because I like to believe that dudes know about this. Dudes know about the hairy backs, the acne on the back, the pimples. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. He said hairy back. Hello? Talking to Emmanuel? Well? No, what's up? Oh, okay. All right then, partner. All right, I'm weird. Anyways. Somebody getting on somebody's nerves. Yeah, I think she was calling to complain. It was mom. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 usually what they do. That's no, you oh you busy? Oh, okay, I won't complain right now. I, yeah, I can't complain right now. You talk you talking to you talking to Will. Can't complain. <laughs> But no, nah, man, like dudes should be, you know, dudes been knowing about lifting weights and they kind of get immersed into the culture, usually junior, senior year of high school. And they start hearing rumors and shit. So we be, you know, we be on, we be on game. So when I say women, I, I be, I hear women say odd things to me because a lot of women, you know, haven't worked out since high school and they get back into it. And maybe they know about the rumors. Maybe they don't. But, um. I hear certain things, especially like steroid use, even food consumption. It's just like, if you want to lose weight, if you eat 30 salads a day, you still can you can still gain weight. Like that's just like you gotta eat clean, you gotta eat smart. And yeah. I go down this road all the time. Like, hey man, I eat a salad, but every piece of it was covered in you know two tablespoons of dressing. Like every single piece, I use hey, a bottle of dressing. It's like, what are you doing? You should eat the burger then. Shout out to the Yuka app, man. I'm telling you, I was in the store the other day because I was trying to find some, some some salad dressing. Bro, it's it's pretty no, it's pretty much no salad dressing that's good for you. Like it's pretty much no salad dressing that got really good ratings that 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 was under five bucks. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna spend damn near ten dollars on some decent salad dressing. That shit probably gonna be watered down. That that shit's crazy. I'm like, man, you really want you to get you wanna get you a it's it's called Kava now, but it used to be Zoe's Kitchen, and I'm yep, a big yeah. I fuck I with I fuck with Zoe Kitchen, Zoe's Kitchen, and their little bowls they have, they're very filling, and I'm so anxious to figure out like like the ratings on some of that stuff because I'm like this is too good. I mean, it's like it's like you go to Chick Fil A and it's like all right, let me get the salad, and it's like oh shit, this is you know. 1200 calories yeah the all-star at, at waffle house is like 15 <laughs> you eat you eat three of those you ain't losing no weight you're not 
You 3,000 calories in. I mean, I know some people struggle to get in 18, 1,500 calories a day. You know, so that's why that's why I was saying earlier, man, like, uh, you know, it's more appealing to me when women eat less, they train right. I'm not saying eat less to a, a struggle point, but you ain't eating like a man. I feel like a man should be eating 25, 3,000 calories a day. I don't, that's just if I'm eating a 12 piece, you shouldn't be eating a 12 piece. You, you should be like around a, a, a six or an eight. I mean, to be honest with you, if much as I, you know, I talk shit about it, I mean, everybody could be eating kids meal portions, but true women for sure should be eating kids meal portions, um, especially at a certain age. And it's not an attack. It's just. It's a what reality is, check. What is your purpose of eating? Are you that eating to, to to stop being hungry? Are you eating to fuel your body? Or are you just eating because shit, I like In N Out Burger and I don't want to cook, so I'm gonna go, you know, get go to In N Out or whatever. It's funny, man. I just saw a fucking back and forth on about that shit, In N Out being overrated. And I'm just like, man, before In N Out came to Houston, man, y'all was on they bruh, they was give it in out, give it in out. Then all of a sudden it gets to Houston and you start kind of seeing it more. Well, this shit overrated. It's like, bruh, human beings, dog. <laughs> human <laughs> beings. They will never be satisfied. They will never be satisfied. That's why they fat. I mean, you see it. You see what I they see, say? I see, I think, uh, what is it, 2035? Everybody, mm -hmm. more than half the population will be obese or I, overweight. They, they talk about the world population, but I'm telling you right now, Nationally, I know we there already. Gotta be. If that's 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 too we there already, man. Like I said, man, I've never walked out in my life and just especially in the south. And you know, we were talking about, you know, population and we were talking about demographics the other day. And like a lot of people don't realize like 50% of the black community stays in the south. That makes sense. You know, did I say 50? I said 50. I would, I would assume it's more than 50. I think it said 56% of the black community stays in the South. So that pretty, and everywhere else is just pretty much spread out. I think the next highest might be possibly the West Coast because the West Coast is so big, but 56% stay in the South. So with that being said, it doesn't surprise me with knowing our statistics that we got a lot of big motherfuckers in our community. Like it's it's a it's it's to the point where I a lot understand of big mamas for sure. For sure, for sure. It's to the point where I understand why when people see like thin women and just smaller women in general, they're like amazed. Like they're like, oh man, you know, there's it's eye catching because when you just like if you're just outside like that, it's just it's really amazing how you know how big people are. Like real talk, like they just big i'm like bro what do you do like, I've, I've seen people like for a fact i'm like man they probably play for the texans you know what i'm saying they just they just got a ups uniform on they're just big bro <laughs> just big why are you so big damn and it's just like god lee dog and it's not even on some judgmental shit it's just like what why did we why did we get to the point where we didn't feel that the regulation of food was something that we should, you know, we should be more concerned about. Like we should be more. Like I, I saw something the other day that was basically like, it's like it, it was a point of time where we we feared the scarcity of things, 
in in that time is when we were like more rational but like now this overabundance of shit is pretty much just tapped into everybody's greed and everybody just feels like shit well we got a lot of it so i'm finna eat a lot of it i'm finna have a lot of it i need a lot of it but it's like bro do you really need that no you of course you don't need it but but when you get to the point well i can afford it so you know fuck it i'm, I'm gonna get it anyways Damn. that's how you feel tony stark oh me Hey man, no, I'm 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 chilling, man. I I'm I'm on that um I got food at home kick right now because I've, I've I looked at my budget and most of my money goes towards food, like eating out and stuff. I, and I was like, all right, let me let me you know make some groceries like the old people say, and let me eat at home. Now I got I got food at the house. I got breakfast. I got lunch. I got dinner options. And I got food at the house. Let me stop being lazy and and, and cook some shit. I mean, I'm always going to say it's always a good feeling when you know that you went a day or two without having to swipe your card or buy something. It's like, got everything I need in these few days. I'm good for a few days. And really, it, we talk about this all the time. And I'm going to compare this to traveling. Because millennials and Gen Z, they're so obsessed with traveling. And I was even talking to my mom the other day about this. I'm like, man... I don't know what it is about me, like, but it's like I don't have an obsession with the whole passport thing. And, you know, I'm not talking passport bros. I'm just talking about utilizing my passport at my age and trying to get on a plane all the time because I know for a fact that the older generation more along the lines did that for special occasions. And it was more it's more seen as something that would happen during retirement, like. I get people are thinking to themselves, oh, man, you know, we young, we got to see the world and da, da, da. But I'm like, a lot of y'all living reckless as fuck. So y'all never know when y'all, we never know where we're gonna, when we're, when we're going to go. I can go tomorrow, I can go today. But it's like, I'm not living my life to the point where it's like, but I got to do this. I, you know, this could be my last day. That's a weird mentality to have. And I think that's what drives a lot of that culture, in my opinion. It's like, oh, I got to go to Dubai. I got to go to Turks and Caicos and all this shit. And it's just like, when you go, are you really enjoying it? Or are you thinking about the fact that you got to catch this flight back on time because you're going to miss work on Monday? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you really in that mode where traveling is seen as more of leisure and fun and relaxing versus I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mark this, you know, this, I gotta, I gotta check this box. You know, I gotta get this done to the point where it's, it's more serious than it is fun. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I lost my train of thought, but I'm, I'm like you, I'm like you, it's not like somebody asked me, you know, where, where's your, where's, what's on your bucket list of places to go? It's like, I really don't have a bucket list of places to go, whether it's in the country, or out of the country, like, you know. If, if something crumbs across and sounds cool to go to, then yeah, sure, I'm down. But it's like, oh yeah, I gotta go to to fuck it Thailand before, you know, I die. And it's like, I don't know what what's over there except for Lady Boys. So I, you know, it's not, it's not one of those places I have to go. I don't gotta go, man. It ain't that serious. Like if it's I, like, like, if, like if I got a great deal and it was like, oh shit, I can stay at this four star hotel. I get a round trip flight and I'm getting under enough for like under cheaper than what it costs to go to Vegas. Oh shit, bet. But it's not like, all right, let me break the bank. Let me put some shit on my credit card and, you know, I'll make payments on that. It's not that serious. It's, bro. Once again, I think it's because we guys and, like, obviously, you know, I think we deal with our midlife crisis a little different. But, but I think I've gotten to the point where, like, you know, not 
to brag, but like the midlife crisis for me is just it's irrelevant due to the fact that I don't care about a lot of these societal norms or these these so like it had me thinking shit like this the the, the whole travel obsession and doesn't everything eventually become a social construct to an extent like when we if we agree on it and if you don't mind can you pull up the definition of social construct because this was interesting to me the other day because i'm sitting here thinking to myself a lot of motherfuckers will go against the grain on certain things and say shit like hey man i don't dying and all that man that's a social construct and i'm just like well inevitably if everybody starts moving the way you move it'll be a social construct so to speak based on the fact that it it becomes normalized within a society. But go ahead. A social construct is a concept that exists not in objective reality, but as a result of human interaction. There you have it. I knew I wasn't tripping. No, no. So, so yeah, if, if, if everybody's moving the same. It shit just becomes socially constructed. And yes. it's just like, y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to do the shit that the old school people did. I get it. You know, like I said, man, millennials, Gen Z, so on and so forth. You know, every generation think they smarter than the last generation. But I'm feeling like you can learn something from every generation. And um, I'm not, you know, to get back to my point, I'm not obsessed with the whole traveling thing due to the fact that I feel like when I'm going to travel, I want to be totally free of most of my responsibilities to the point where, you know, like I be like I be saying, like they be talking about like I, when I when I discovered Eat, Pray, Love, the shit was hilarious to me because I'm just I'm just reading and I'm like, man, a lot of women act like this today. Like this is the lives, and it, it, honestly, it's not just women, but it's like this is the theme. Like I want to just go out, be free of responsibility for a few months. I want to spend pretty much endless amounts of money and just enjoy the great things. But it's like. In reality, how many people actually have access to that? How many people are capable of doing that? In their 30s, in 20s, even 40s for some. Few and far between, or should you be know, few and far between. Unless you, you know, scamming, getting pissed on, but, you know. Look, man, not knocking the culture. I just think that it's more stressful than it is pleasuring at times. And just... When I read news stories about people even coming to Houston, you know, chasing the vibe and then these people end up missing and dying and shit, you know, getting killed. And it's just like you out here risking your life for the vibe. And a lot of times and I've witnessed this because, you know, I get out sometimes and I witness, you know, the way some people move, especially younger people. They'll be out here on the scene. On the budget. And they get into shit that they really shouldn't get into because they like, well, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stretch this dollar. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, you know, some sh- some shit that's popping come up, and you know, I ain't got to drop a dime. Shit, I'm on it. You know, that's when the shit gets dangerous and risky, and it's like you got to start evaluating yourself. You're like, hey, if you came out here with a lucrative amount of money, you came out here, you financially responsible, and you really plan this. You wouldn't have to do risk a shit like that. You can come out here, 
do the shit you play and enjoy yourself and get the fuck out. Now y'all, now y'all scrounging around, sweeping for deals, and you on your last leg. Now you risking shit because you don't, you can't afford an Uber or a Lyft. You can't afford brunch. You can't afford to go into the VIP section. Da da da. This and that. So now you really scamming. <laughs> you are really scamming to survive out here. That's not that's not a vacation. You got it. You you trying to get 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 a ride home from this random person, but they seem nice, and you don't have money to afford a, a, an Uber because you don't understand how big quote unquote Houston is. Because you could be in Houston and still be an hour away from Houston, and y'all don't get there. So then you know you come in and it's like oh well, shit we I can't afford to get back there in this peak time. Well, well let us ask him if he going that way. He seemed nice. He's a murderer. He's that's a the fucking. Fuck- that's the black Murderer. Ted Bundy. That's Teddy Bundy. Dog. No jokes, bro. Like, this shit, it's out here, dog. This shit happening, like, on a daily basis, dog. Like, and I, and I keep saying, like, it pretty much just comes down to people embracing a culture, which has become a social construct to be this obsessed travel junkie. And it's like, a lot of y'all don't even have plans. Y'all don't even have lucrative plans. It just don't even make sense. Y'all just y'all 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 out here taking chances with your with your life. And, and, and once again, you got you got twenty year olds competing with thirty year olds, and thirty year olds and forty year olds competing with twenty year olds. It's 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 all a clusterfuck, man. Y'all gotta be careful out here, dog. The culture is vicious. It's mean. And you pl- and you, I. I... I get it. You're living this life because, you know, this is the only life you got to live. Uh, true that everything. But make sure this life doesn't end prematurely. Y'all see the shit, but y'all see the reports, man. Like people going to Mexico, you know, getting, getting murked and like, dog, it's, look, man, it's not to scare motherfuckers. It's just to get motherfuckers to realize a lot of times if you ain't moving with the right people at the right time, with the right intentions, you can get fucked off pretty easily. We've seen it every day. Like, it's just, I, I don't like the news. <laughs> I don't. Shit's depressing. It is. <laughs> Tell but my the, grandma that all the time. I don't want to say depressing shit. The news has become a meme for me. Like, it's like, I be seeing some wild shit on here. I be like, people really falling for this shit? People really getting into this type of shit? I ain't saying they can't happen to me, but. I just feel like I've gotten, I feel like I lived enough of the 20th century and enough of the 21st century to to kind of, you know, draw that line and be like, okay, some of this shit just, I can't get down with. I can't get down with it. It's, it's, a lot of this shit is, nah, y'all got it. It's it's, it's too it's too risque. It's, it's, it's just, nah, y'all got it. Y'all got it. I, I, I see more ways of this going bad than I see of it going good. So y'all got it. Look, man. I think that's probably one of my favorite lines. <laughs> y'all got it. <laughs> Straight up, bro. I, I like <laughs> this just got me thinking about the John Morant just randomly, just because it's <laughs> <laughs> Bro, did you see did you see the interview with him and Jalen Rose? No, you know I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. There was one part where Jalen goes, So what were you thinking when you when you when you turned on the live and you you know you 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 showed you had a weapon? Like what was you thinking? 
And he goes, man, I was just thinking that I want to be free. What? You you want to be free? Free from what? Free from what? His two million dollar, two hundred million dollar contract? Because he's been, working on that. You in the? Uh, hey, first of all, whoever let out the, the that strip club um images, you know, video, y'all some hoes. You, yeah, y'all, you a bitch ass nigga for real. That's that's supposed to be sacred ground. Mm-hmm. But it's like you in a room. Is you and the stripper? You got her gun apparently. Because <laughs> it wasn't yours. I don't know who it was. There's only two of us in the room and it wasn't mine, so I guess it was hers. Mm. Anyways. But it's like, free from what? You probably spent $50,000 there. I would say the vast majority of America doesn't make that in a year. Free from what? The median household income in the black community is 46500 So, yeah. I don't and know what did- he wants to be free from. And you just threw that on Tata Salicious. With no issues. No issues. Like, that's that's the type of NPC programming that bothers me. Because when you say things like, I want to be free, that just lets me know that. It's, it's scary to me because I know that he's just regurgitating and he's just parroting nonsense that he's probably heard on TV. And he isn't self-aware enough to realize the struggles of everyday black Americans, bro, you ain't had to deal with that in four or five years minimum, if you ever had to deal with it at all. Yeah, well, I see your Instagram page. You out here wilding. But you you look like a cornball then, and you shouldn't have been doing it then. It's like I grew up in this social media era where I've been saying it for a minute, like a lot of y'all are schizophrenic. Like, y'all are fucking Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde out here. Like, y'all don't really know who y'all want to be. The only time you really who you are is when you're in a room by your damn self, not talking to anybody, not interacting with anybody, just by yourself. That's when you are who you are alone with your thoughts. And hopefully those thoughts are your own thoughts, because right now I'm just assuming. <laughs> and and you probably right by assuming because I think a lot of people just follow the lead of you know whoever is willing to listen to them, like you know hey I don't know what what I'm doing but hey this person has some advice are they better off than me fuck I don't know but at least they said something when I got nothing and it's like you you're not taking control of your own life you're you're following this group think mentality again back to the whole the social construct if you tell if you tell men they ain't shit enough. Men are gonna start thinking, well, we ain't shit. So it's 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 natural for me to live below the standard set by women. If you tell women they're sugar and spice enough, they're gonna believe, oh well shit, I can do no wrong. So even when I do wrong, I get an excuse because I'm a woman and I do no wrong. Look, man. I'm just disgusted. Cause I'm sitting here, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just I had to think, like, you know, I'm just Social construct. The fact that we've normalized strip club culture. I've always hated strip club culture. Not saying I've never been in one, but I think strip clubs are fucking disgusting. And I also don't understand why a dude, why why the hip hop community made that shit cool. I really don't understand why it's cool. Like I, I don't know the benefit of it. Just 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 aiding in temptation. To to be honest. I think it's simp culture with a it's just simp culture with a gangster label. 
Like y'all out here sipping, y'all out here being tricks. And this is this the flex. You could throw money on the ground for what? If it's not tricking, if you got it, then what do you call it? You know, it's still See, something. It's still something. That's hip hop with the retarded ass messages that motherfuckers ain't gonna dissect just because it sound cool. But that shit's stupid, bro. Like you a millionaire, dog. You don't gotta be in a strip club. You could be out here. You could like bring Jamar- the strip club to your house. Yeah, like like Jamar Chase. Was that Jamar Chase? He was I, on that yacht. I don't know. Okay, yeah, Jamar Chase was on the yacht, and some weirdos, you know, f- photographed him. But it was like him and his homeboys was on a boat with some, you know, some white chicks. Apparently, I had to look that up. But it, it was no, nah, it was Jamar Chase because it wasn't T Higgins. It's Jamar Chase and T Higgins, right? Yeah, yeah those, are, those are two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jamar Chase is on a boat, and I'm just like, this. If I'm a millionaire, that's how I'm doing it. Like my shit's gonna be private. Like I don't want to go into a into a business and do something in private when I could just I could just bring parties to me. Like that's just to just want to go out. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Oh, Auntie Higgins. Bangles hanging with girls on a party out. So they both out there. They and I both. and and, and, and um, they but they didn't go to college together, right? One of them went to school with Justin Jefferson, right? And then one went to school with Joe Burrow. Didn't Justin Jefferson go to LSU too? Damn all of them went to LSU? I, I'm, I'm not familiar with T. Higgins, but I know I know those. Because Justin Jefferson was the was the wide receiver for two. And that shit is wild to me. It just goes to show that. No, uh, Higgins went to Clemson. Oh, okay, okay. But Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson went to LSU. Uh, let me double check that. I think jo- Justin Jefferson went to LSU, but let me double check. I know he ain't go to Alabama. Yeah, he went to LSU. Okay. Yeah, he was in LSU from 17 to 19. So, yeah, he, he was there with Jamar Chase and um, Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. Anyway, uh, that, that was off topic. But um, I just feel like there's a certain way to do things. I don't understand anybody had their own personalities, but I just I don't get the whole idea of going into strip clubs and flexing on other dudes, especially in this dangerous environment when you know multiple people throughout the history of hip-hop either died in strip clubs, died in front of strip clubs, or died attached to something to a strip club. I mean, Players Club wasn't a movie that you watched and was like, I want to live that life. Like, You would hope that, that you see shit like that and be like, you know what? I want to do the opposite of that. I don't want to be <laughs> in that environment. That's not my bag. You know? But, but uh, And the thing is, for in, in our culture, when you put a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of cash in one place, shit's going to turn up. Usually. Niggas shooting dice, it, and they don't even have to be a bunch of cash. Honestly, niggas shooting dice, shit's going to turn up eventually. Hey, man. Emotions and alcohol. <laughs> Yo, you over there getting stung, your feelings hurt, <sighs> you on that brown. <laughs> And you like Jay Mark pop, pop it off of your face. <laughs> he's sober as a joke. And he's sober as a <laughs> Talking mad shit. I'm like stinging your ass, huh? Well, pick him up. <laughs> I'll be out here like Josh in Miami. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Vincent, man. I ain't seen that nigga in a minute, man. I hope he's doing well. You know he is. I know, I know he is. <laughs> And that's why I said no. I know they hit their target. Bruh. He gonna find a way. You know, I'm thinking about all this travel shit, but I've even gotten to the point, you know, even when, like, I guess because I'm such a, bo- I'm not a foodie and I'm such a boring person 
Like, I've gotten to the point where, like, bro, if it ain't broke, I ain't going to fix it. So I'll be thinking about traveling and shit, and I'll be like, bro, it's places that I, I don't mind traveling to repeatedly because I had a good time there. Like, I see why motherfuckers go to Vegas all the time or Miami all the time. Like, if you enjoy it, why not? What am I... You know, I go back to Puerto Rico again, but what am, what the fuck am I... You know, why, like you said, why I want to go to Thailand or some shit like that? Like, I may go once, but that's a lot of money to go somewhere to to to, to risk it, knowing I can go somewhere less than less than less than five hundred. You know, and, like and know you're gonna enjoy it. And, you know, so that's just I I've been on that stick a little much, pretty much lately. Even like with food, it's like man, I'm not gonna be sitting here thinking about where I want to eat. I got these three or four good places I like going to eat. If I ain't cooking, I'm going to one of these places. Leave me alone with bullshit. It's not going to make me have this outer body experience, but I know it's going to hit the spot. I'm going to be full, and I'm going to enjoy it to a certain extent. Bruh. If I'm I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm I'm full, and I I enjoyed it. I ain't complaining. And I wake up a couple days later, no food poisoning. I I appreciate it at that point. (laughs) Definitely enjoyed it. Shit. But, uh... Anyways, man, I feel like we've been talking for three or four hours, man, but it's just that we rusted. We ain't been in the lab for so damn long, we feel like. You, you know how we do. We we like the rest, though. We, we, yeah. we, we purposely rest ourselves just, just to make sure we still got it. Like, if you step on the court and the ball rolled to you, if you ain't shot a rock in five years, you still gonna check that thing up. And that hole gonna hit nothing but air. Nothing but air. That's what I do all the time. That first shot got to be an air ball. Got to get you right. Got to humble you. I went to the, I went to the court a few weekends ago, and it was like, ooh, this double rim and everything, and the wind was blowing. Look, like you hear me making excuses. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> out there, out there building a house. Building a house, boy. God, dog. It, it ain't never took me so long to play a game of horse in my life. <laughs> damn, both of y'all was trash. Both of us was trash. Like, can I just dunk the ball? God damn, I can't even do that no more. <laughs> I'm telling you, that shit happened overnight. I was telling somebody about that the other day. I was like, man, I know cats that was jumping through the roof 10 years ago. See them now? They can't tell you the last time they dunked the ball. It just, and, they can't, and they can't touch the rim right now. They're like, bro, I don't even know when it happened. I just I just can't do it. It just, I ain't even going to try because I'm going to hurt myself. And it's like, bro, that shit, if you don't use it, you lose it. For sure, 100 You know what I'm saying? You know, so that's, that's one of the reasons why it's like, man, I, I know people that they take – 10 years off, and it's like, man, you don't want to do that, man. Take 10 years off, put on 20 pounds. 20 if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Man, how how do you, you feel about that? Uh, I said, what that that tweet? Well, I think it was a combination of tweets, but it was the one tweet where the chick, she had basically randomly cut off her hair, and she was like, uh, my boyfriend left me, or some shit, and then and I'm reading the comment thread, and it's kind of like, it was funny to me, man. It's just one of those things that is definitely fuels the culture war, but um, she cut off her hair randomly, and a dude made a comment about basically saying some shit like, man, see, this is how dudes need to be. You got standards, man. If if the chick, if the chick, by the time that you let her go with the four or five pounds she gained, Next thing you know, she's going to be 10, 15 pounds heavier. You got to check that shit. And, you know, it comes off as Andrew Tate-ish. It comes off as raw and hard, but it's like, it just got me to thinking, like, how many chicks are really going to stand by your side when you're, like, not physically appealing as you were day one? 
or you're not even the same as you were day one in general. Like you're not not even the same, but once the intrigue starts to lessen, do you really think a lot of people will stay around? And if it happens to be for the physical appearance, you know, just something to think about. I mean, I mean, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You're gonna sign up for somebody eventually what we said what we work with 90 let's just keep rocking that 90 percent. 90 percent of the time you sign up for somebody because there's something physically that has you attracted to them plain plain and simple like you you might be able to build a a, a more mental emotional connection with somebody that converts to a relationship but nine times out of ten when you when you first link with somebody start you know becoming attractive to somebody is it's, it's based on how they look that's why there's pictures on dating apps and you just swipe you may not even read bios you might just swipe based off of what what the person looks like so when there becomes drastic changes in their appearance it basically starts to fuck with the foundation like hey yeah we might the foundation might be built on you know an emotional bond but those the pipes the pipes man the pipes there because you're pretty that's, that's what the pipes was. The pipes there was, was because you, you're athletic. Now, if you meet this guy and he's in his 20s and he's super athletic and then, you know, you, you get to his mid-50s and he's like, oh, well, you're not as athletic as you used to be. Come on, there's some grace there. This woman in her 20s, you didn't put two, three kids in her. Now she doesn't look the same way she did in the 40s. There's some grace there. Like, she, she get, she, she's created life. So, yeah, things like that. But me coming from a person who you have we have to have a very deep kind of connection for me to go for you and you have short hair yeah you picking about this shit i am not a short hair person i have to connect with you on another level to the point where i'm overlooking your short hair like like that's <laughs> as shallow as that shit is that's a deal breaker for me so if i come in here and you had this long hair and this is what I this is part of why I liked you. And then you cut it. I feel like it's a direct attack on me. It could be. It could be. Um, yeah. To Go take ahead. it even to take it even deeper. And I apologize because y'all ain't gonna hear this shit. God but, damn, I thought we was gonna make it a whole episode with no whole music. Wow. But deal breaker no no any self-respecting man should walk away from that situation i any self-respecting woman should walk away from a situation similar to that due to the fact that once again i'm gonna keep saying it now more than ever in society people need to have standards people do need to have you know reasonable standards but they need to have standards and it's just not fair for people to have to take on other people's responsibilities or fuck ups, bad decisions. That's not cool. And in all honesty, I really don't care how deep the connection goes. If at for if for any reason you're dealing with somebody and you feel heavily disrespected, you feel as if this person just I mean, you feel like you've been spit on. You got to move around, bro. It's that simple. If they if they only care about their motives, if it's only their way or the highway, and this is and this is the thing, this is how you how you identify that. If 
you have to be perfect when it comes to this person. You need to move around. Oh, yeah, I'm not dealing with anybody I got to walk on eggshells with. That's walk they're, on eggshells, they're, they're, be nervous about upsetting them. Oh, well, I want to do this, but I know if I do this, this person's going to get mad, and there's going to be tension in the relationship. You need to move around. No, you you don't even require, I don't require my own self to be perfect. I will look up and say, whoo, I did some dumb ass shit there, boy. I'm lucky I got through that. But to, to have somebody else say, nah, you got to be perfect. This is the only way this is going to work is if you're perfect, you need to move around. There's no sense in putting that kind of stress and pressure on yourself. For somebody who's, who's, who's clearly showing that, look, as long as you don't, as, if you don't do what I say, do, I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> well then as we like to say in the country let's cut the tail off of it and call it short <laughs> what was the, the episode of Seinfeld where old girl was breaking up with Jerry and he was like alright cool well it was, it was good getting to know you and I wish you the best of luck straight up he's like you sure you're going to be okay yeah I'll be fine I'll meet somebody else Jerry yes I've been doing a lot of thinking. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think we should see each other anymore. Oh, that's okay. What? No, it's fine. No problem. I'll meet somebody else. Oh, really? Sure. See, things always even out for me. Huh? It's fine. Anyway, it's been really nice dating you for a while. And, uh, good luck. Yeah, me too. Will we come around the <laughs> what, what, what do you want from me? They want you to suffer without them. They, they want they you wanna, to start compromising your boundaries. That too. They they want they want to in their mind they want to at least walk away with it like oh I really you know I really hurt that person I really had that person in, you know in a chokehold they're not gonna be able to live without me they can't do better than me you'll never do this but get the fuck out of here we wouldn't even be having this conversation if you were so great to me. We wouldn't. And if I were so great to you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We, exactly. So clearly there's a mismatch here. And that's okay. Mismatches happen. A lot. Shit looks good on paper. Not good in application. It happens. A lot. That's, that's, that's why you can't get a job based off your resume. You got to go have an interview too. I mean, back to the dating apps, man. I'm not going to just trust a bunch of words. I need to see what you're looking like. I get this question at least once every couple of months. Uh, and it's, would you go on married at first sight? Did I tell you my sisters was like, I'm going to submit you for that? I was like, don't do that. First of all, y'all don't even know my type. <laughs> y'all don't even know my type. Y'all be just doing any kind of bullshit out here at me. Yeah. I've seen one episode of that shit. Not a full episode either, but I got the, the concept. That's interesting, man. Bro, Keith talked me. Keith talked me into watching that Love Is Blind shit, and I'm still mad at him that that he got me hooked on that, and I ran through that shit in like three days. Like it, it, it's are the it's, concepts different? That much nah, different? It's basically same concept, except so. you get to see them. Like Which, like a lot, but a lot of sight and love is okay. Okay. Yeah, a lot of them propose before they even seen each other, though. I think I seen an episode of Love Is Blind. That was based in Texas, right? Yeah, they had a doubt. They had a doubt. I may Dallas have the show mixed up. Not even gonna lie to you. Do I, what now? 
I said I may even have the shows mixed up. Who knows? It, 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 but I um, mean, they're all the same. Yeah, I mean the titles obviously give it away, but it's just like for me when it's all said and done. My point I was getting to was I'm gonna need more than words. I'm gonna need the physical. I'm gonna need the conversation. It's it's I'm a, gonna need the effort. <laughs> You gotta back up those words. Hey, I I love you more than anybody else ever loved you. Okay, and I hate to say prove it, but for me to relinquish, you know what I'm holding, you gotta prove it. For for a woman to to give up that ass, hopefully she's making you prove that you are at least reaching the standards that she set. Now, whether that bar is in hell is another thing, but at least, you know, hey, at least he got a job. He paid for dinner. He got the door for me. He brought me flowers I can put out because that, 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 that met the standards of whatever, what have you. All right, cool. For a man, if I'm going to if I'm going to spend my money on this woman, if I'm going to protect her, I'm going to provide for her and do X, Y, Z. I got to know that I'm a priority in her life. I got to know that she got my back above anybody else's. I got to know that she supports me. Because if she don't, then I'm just going to pump and dump. You're just a piece of ass to me now. You're, there's, there's, no, there's no building because I can't trust you. <clears throat> I, you don't support me. You say it, but your efforts don't reflect it. So what, what are we doing? We're keeping it cute and casual. I started to think about what 50 Cent said. I feel like that was a, what, what was that on? He was talking to Mary J. Blige? Was that like a talk show or something? When he was talking about how, you know, they start asking for shit, you know. You're oh, like, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, this. You, you think I'm a trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, I mean. I would have gave it to you, but since you asked for it, mm-hmm. I'll sit right. And, and it's not even like, and it's crazy because, like, it ain't even much of a of a ask thing. It's more of a type of you feel like they feel entitled to certain shit in the way they ask for it. And it's almost like that text message I seen that was on I think Spiritual World, where it was on some shit. Where, where, where basically by the end of the, the text thread, he's like, "Well, shit, it's just we just paying for shit. Well, I pay for this. You gonna give me that ass?" And it's like you. As a as a human being, should have some sense of pride. Should have some sense of um, if you're really gonna be out here saying I'm strong and independent, then the minute you meet some guy, it shouldn't be immediately to to attain his resources and to get into his pockets. And I think that that's the disgusting thing that modern dating culture has basically ruined because. They don't realize that 30 and 40 years ago, yeah, that was the tradition. That was the norm. You were courting women this and that way, but you weren't courting chicks that were knowingly and actively being courted by seven other guys. No. That was, even if it was happening, it wasn't as transparent as, as it is today. That's why I always say, Social media does women no favors because a lot of the tactics and a lot of the antics that are happening is is backfiring. It's like at the end of the day, y'all talk too much. 
it goes for both men and women. Like I know that a lot of people are so shocked and they hate the fact that men have podcasts. They're like, oh, you know, these these men gossiping. Like you're not gonna shame us into not talking. We talk. We have group chats too. Like you said earlier, this is us exchanging notes. So it's like, oh no, not only does my girl do this, your girl does it, his girl does it, everybody's girl does it. And that is important when it comes to building a strong society, in my opinion. Like the exchange of information is very important. And I think that people being open and honest with each other about their experiences with people that they're close to, not just random strangers, people being open and honest about, you know, it, it, it even being somewhat vague about it. It is helpful to the next generation. That's why I say a lot of times these older generations hurt a lot of people because they withheld so much information. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we don't know, what the dating game was like in the 60s and 70s, for real, for real. We like to pretend we do. And based on what we think we know, we think it was a little bit sweeter. We and what think we it see was, portrayed in movies. You know, straight up. But shit, if I'm we trying, go I'm trying to think dad, about my elders. I don't, I don't think I've, I've ever heard of my elders really talking about what the dating game was like. Even my mom or like, I, I don't hear anything. If you think about it, if the movies at least are capturing it somewhat, then it might be a reality because look at what the movies are capturing now. Horrid behavior in movies is normalized because it's just a reflection of society. I mean, I think Jennifer Lawrence is coming out with a movie where she's this middle-aged woman trying to smash this 19-year-old kid. Like, that's the concept of the movie. I mean, I can go on for days. There's plenty of movies out there where being a thought or being a player, or just being, you know, just a a, a a downright, somewhat disgusting person. Like, that's... It's celebrated. Yeah. 30 years from now, they're going to see that as, as as entertainment. They're going to be like, damn, that's how they were moving in the 2020s? Like, well... So I, I'd have to kind of assume that in the 60s and 70s that that was somewhat realistic. When the future woman looks back at the present woman, and that's her example of traditional... That's going to be scary. That's why I know that the cycle at, at some point is going to break and a generation of men and women are going to get a better quality batch in the dating pool. It's just unfortunate that for millennials and Gen Z that we fell into this cycle, you know, because everybody complains about the dating pool, but nobody points fingers at one another. It's just all a bunch of pointed, pointed fingers at everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. And when it all comes down to it, I mean, I think a lot of people are just late in the game to realizing that in order to change a lot of what's going on, like I keep saying it, bro, we gotta we gotta literally dismiss the social constructs that we're trying to create today. Cause the social constructs that are being imposed on us today, they're more destructive than ever. Like <laughs> 20 years ago, your your typical female rapper wasn't on the front cover of her fucking album with her ass and vagina out. Like, that just wasn't normal behavior for a mainstream album. Lil' Kim was, but aside from her, no. There was, you had, you had your... She was the the anomaly. Exactly, you had your Trina. Lil' Kim, yeah. That's literally every rapper now. 
like every female, even R and B singers, they're all like, they're all like taking on this, 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 this slutty image, and it's like, damn, like that used to be like a niche market. Like you had your girls that were fucking with Mary J because she was classy down. I was fucking with Lauren Hill, and like then on the other side, like you said, they fucking with Trina, they fucking with uh Lil Kim and shit. Now it's just all the same. Every every dude is a D boy. Every chick is a thot. Like, <laughs> that's it. We we we've set the bar in hell. As, it's as, a, it's across the board, men and women, we've set the bar in hell. And and talk about oh the bare minimum this and the bare minimum that. I mean when that's when the standard is hey I gotta be flashy and have a lot of jewelry. I gotta have big tits and a fat ass. If that's all the requirements are, then what do you expect? said that's 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 the new that's the new normal <laughs> like that's that's what we finna be dealing with for the next five years or so until people kind of like grow out of it and they just kind of say okay this is becoming bizarre this is getting weird which i'm surprised it hasn't happened already but you know you hear the rumblings about it in the back but it's like the changes aren't happening fast enough you know it's, it's not and i feel sorry for myself Hey man, now you got to deal with these bot services, bro, that are changing the culture. I've been saying that for a minute too. Like I be, I be seeing shit, bro, being posted online, and I'm almost certain now that it ain't even human beings posting this shit. <laughs> I'm like, dog, it's some, it's a, it, this is definitely a, it, this is on some, what's that new shit that's going around? Chat, chat PT, chat GPT or something like that. Chat, chat GPT. That shit is just the mainstream one. But I think social media since I think since the inception of social media, there's there's all they've always had some way of having AI promote some of their bigger pages and to oh, get, yeah. you know, to collect data. Because that's once again, we're in an information we're in an information age. Information gathering is so important. In order for you to market, you got to have the information to know who, where, and what to market, what's going to benefit that market, so on and so forth. And once you realize that human beings at the end of the day, especially nowadays, we're just consumers. And since we're consumers, on a day-to-day basis, they're trying to figure out how to make us consume more and more. That's why we're addicted to our phones. That's why we're addicted to the travel culture. That's why we're addicted to what social media thinks. Like social media is, uh, social media is, uh, when you think about it, I mean, it's just the device. Like, why do we give a fuck what our phone thinks about us? (laughs) I bet I could go through the vast majority of my followers on Instagram, and I would probably say over 50% of them I probably never met in person. He probably never will. And probably never will. So why would I care what they think? I, I haven't seen their resumes. I don't, I don't know. I damn sure haven't seen their effort. Because, I mean, for me, it's hard for, it's hard for me to like something. But for you, a lot of y'all, y'all just be liking every goddamn thing. Not everything, man. I, if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> You know, you're not you you're not fake. You you're not fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I if I genuinely like something, I'm gonna like something. It's just it's not really it's not hard to do. 
It just, and I don't, I, I don't like, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to feel like a creep too. Just, just scrolling. Especially you see, damn, they just posted this two minutes ago. Fuck, this was a timing thing. I don't want to be the first person like this. I'll come back later. Pretty much. Pretty much. What J. Cole talking about? J. Cole talk about he says he's envious of people who live regular normal lives. But see, that's the thing. What's a regular normal life now? Because Every, everybody thinks they're in a movie. That everybody's the main character. So define define regular and normal. Hell, you could live my life and you probably I don't find my I don't define my life as regular and normal. It's my life. I may be a commoner, so to speak. I mean, I may not be, you know, in, in certain aspects of society, but in my life, I mean, I, I think I have an interesting life. <laughs> I ain't on stage performing for a bunch of motherfuckers, but hey, that's the life you worked hard for and you chose. I mean, I could have wrote a book by now. A lot of us could write a book, man. But you exactly, exactly. You a lot of us could have written books by now. You though, you'd have an interesting one, bro. <laughs> the Shamble God story. Hey, that'd be a. They'll think it's fiction. <laughs> they'll definitely think that it's fiction. They like, nah, this, ain't no this way. This ain't happen. This ain't happen to him. Nah. Ain't no way. Sitting on a bench like Forrest Gump, just telling you all this wild shit, and he's like, "Nah, this is this nigga made this up." Ain't no I'm surprised way. y'all didn't like that movie. No, I didn't say y'all didn't like it, but I'm surprised y'all didn't think it was based off of something true. I remember a long time ago, somebody y'all, one of y'all asked that in the group chat was like, "Have you ever thought this was based off of true events?" And I, I, did. I did. That was that was me. I, I I was like, "This this this the way they the way they did this movie and told this story." It's like this got to be a real nigga somewhere. I, I think I think if it's not it, it may not be one real person, but it might be like two or three. I think I think that's what it turned out to be. It, it was based loosely based off like multiple people, loosely yeah. based. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit like cocaine bear. Goddamn cocaine bear. Goddamn cocaine bear. I need to watch that again. Hey, they they got it on streaming services already. <sighs> Told you, streaming is the way. Cocaine Bear went and it did what it had to do and it got out the way. That's all. Oh, and it's going and, and the money's gonna come now because motherfuckers are gonna stream it out of curiosity. I mean, people still go watch it at the movie theater. Oh yeah, oh yeah, as they should, as they should. If you got time, you should. And uh, apparently, motherfuckers got time. <laughs> motherfuckers do be having time, bro. Like they can say what they want. People be acting like they busy, dog. That's why, man. I be laughing. And I, I think I think we about to get ready to wrap it up. But I'd be laughing, man, whenever I hear dudes come to the conclusion that if a chick really fuck with you, when you texting her outside of her work hours, if she ain't responding in a in a humane time, she don't fuck with you. She don't. And whatever excuse she gotta give, girl, fuck you. I know you like. <laughs> it's a girl, fuck you. Girl, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, I mean, because the same will go for a man. Have you have you ever got a text message that just make you put your whole phone down? It's like, God damn it, why does this person text me, I'm telling you, man. Once once work is over, man, I love putting my phone down and just getting involved in real life. Like this, my phone really just for for slow hours at work is the only reason I really even 
pick up my phone, man, but uh, man. what a time to be alive. Say, man, as 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 good as I got it, as good as this generation has it, we're we are living in some dark times. Truly dark. And like I said, it's, it, to me, it feels even darker because I feel like the forces at hand are not even human. Like you tell me, man, you talk about chat GPT, you talk about algorithms, you talk about social media in general, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Like it's just a bunch. It's so much wild shit happening in the digital realm. And the shit that happens in the digital realm, we don't even take time to fact check if it's happening in real life. Like we just everything we everything happening in our phones, we have to assume that it's reality, and that's what controls our lives now. If it's close enough to believable, Damn. I don't I don't need no verification. I'll just trust it. Because if it wasn't for for social media, COVID nineteen would have never had the impact that it, like the COVID restrictions and shit like that. It would have never had the impact that it has to this day. Like most people consume. News and social media. They consume mainstream media, social media, whether they're reading a newspaper, watching TV, they're consuming that shit at some rate. And if it if it wasn't for that, you'd probably never seen a mask in your life. Nope. Wouldn't even know what a COVID nineteen shot was. Nope. I don't, I don't know how how a lot of the black population went from not trusting the government about anything to trusting the government about something life-altering as getting a vaccine, but that's another story. I'm no storyteller. And I'm in on this note, man. It's mainly because the black community now, more than ever, in my opinion, for sure, I think we consume media probably more than anybody. We consume media and we curate media more than any race. Yep. And, you know, just thinking about black Twitter and just the fact that things are catered to us. Some of the biggest sites out there, the main headlines are about black artists, black celebrities. The biggest pages are catered to black Americans, so on and so forth. So it's just like, honestly, social media has became our church. 50, 60 years ago, we was in the church for real, but now like social media is church. We meet in there every day. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Like that's where, that's where we get our scripture. That's where the culture is being built online. You ain't going to church no more to get the gossip. You ain't going to church no more to get the word. Like nah, <laughs> you come in roll over and, and, and unlock your phone. Unlock your phone. It's right there. Going to the shade room. Going to spiritual world. Everything's online. <laughs> There's nothing spiritual about spiritual world. Bro, there's not. I don't understand how it has that name. When I first seen that picture, I was so confused. I'm like, why is it called spiritual world? It's like, did it start out one way and then go a different? <sighs> I'm gonna, scroll, I'm gonna try to scroll back one day to like 2017. No, I'm not. I know I'm lying. I don't think I'm really gonna do this. Said I'm lying. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, man, we ain't did this in a while, but uh, 
usually around this time we give words of advice and uh, I'm gonna keep it brief man my words of advice are um, do you and continue to do you don't worry about what I gotta say I'm just I'm just talking I'm just here to talk shit and somewhat entertain don't be triggered by what I said cause trust me I really don't care what y'all got going on I bet. That's that rust. Words of advice. Respect, effort, empathy. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. That's never bad advice. Hey, it's going to do the job. How long are you going to get the braids in, man? Well, I've gotten past the stage of where, you know, they're itching and I'm doing the whole head pat pat thing. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to take them down before I start getting Jim's Jonas out here. But, uh, no, no, I, I, I think they're growing on me a little bit. We'll see. OK, OK. We'll see. That's what's up, man. Well, you already know what to do, man. You know, if, you, if you're listening to us on, on, on SoundCloud, go ahead, hit that follow. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe. I don't know what it is you do on Spotify, but go ahead and do that. Um, and wherever else you can listen to us, share that shit. Let it be known. Uh, follow, give us a follow on, on, you know, on Instagram. By now, you should know what it is. and Or if not, you can you know click into whatever streaming service you're looking at, and it's probably somewhere in the information. But other than that, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And, and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?